Wait, God created sex? Yes, he did. Between a husband and a wife. I thought man created sex. I know. That was that was God's greatest. Oh, I thought mankind like figured that out on their own and God like looked down from heaven and was like, What are they doing down there? Nope, not not the story. What's up everybody? What's up? Uncomplicated podcast, episode sixteen here. What are we talking about today, Justice? We're talking about relationships and dating and that kind of stuff. All right. And I know what you're thinking, didn't we already do a couple of episodes on that? Well, that's we a lot of the questions that are coming in. Most of the questions. So, and also maybe you haven't seen the other ones. Yeah. So we'll try to, we'll try to throw some new stuff. I in mean, there. but honestly, what is more important to God than relationships? True. So important. What, what changes you more than a relationship? I don't know. Right. Yeah. So, so relationships, <laughs> Relationships have a way of changing your life unlike anything else. Because I think it changes your heart unlike anything else. And uh, we're getting a lot of great questions. Yeah. But before we even go there, tell us your favorite love song. Oh, my favorite? Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, I'm going to go with My Boo by Usher. That's because it's our song. Started when we were friends? (laughs) No, learn the lyrics. What is it? Started when we were younger, you were my... Finish the lyric. Ooh. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why you point to me to sing? I can't sing. Because it's your turn. My uh, right, how about, our, what's your favorite song. one? Um, that was kind of like not our song, but our song. We uh dance to No, I don't get into this. It's too personal. <laughs> Nobody cares. Okay, let's get how to the How do you know when someone is truly meant for you? That's the first question. How do you know when someone's truly meant for you, Maria? How do you know? How do you know? Um Sorry, songs just keep popping in my head. I'm on a song You're thinking now, of John Legend right now. I'm thinking of lots of different songs. Dude, John Legend's first album, dude, when we were dating. So good. Man. I think we were married. We burned that CD player up. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to everybody who had one of those CD players back in the day that was connected to your alarm clock so you could set the song to wake oh, you up in the morning. So good. How do you know when someone is truly meant for you? Okay. Okay, well, let's A couple take the, assumptions let's, built yeah, right into that question. Let's peel the onion back. This question is phrased... With a couple assumptions. Yeah. The first being that maybe there is, everyone has someone or an assumption. Is that true? Is there one person for every person out there? Another thing people say is soulmate. Oh, yeah. As if like like there's a soul floating around somewhere and then you're a soul. (laughs) And then, you know, through divine orchestration. Gotcha. You know, if you do everything right and they do everything right and you don't get hit by a bus and they don't. Get hit by a bus. You know, you, (laughs) bam. God forbid something happens. God forbid you don't take that jog that one morning and run into them on the street. God forbid, God forbid. you date somebody else <laughs> and then leave this person high and dry. Yep. So there's an assumption in this that there's question the one, that right? there's the one. I got uh, our man Carlos over there on the keys, a.k.a. the Google search. Do so, some stats for us, my man. Tell me, um, I feel like I read last year less people got married. So I don't know, like, tell us, tell, do a search for us, because how do you know when someone's truly meant for you? It's almost like everybody has to get married or somebody, like, there has to be an equal number of guys and girls. Yeah. Another way that people have said it is, how do I know that this person is the one? Yeah. Right? I feel that's a more churchy way to uh, explain it. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Do you think that's true? Who would write this kind of question? 
I think someone that is on the search for the one or looking for a partner. I think somebody who's dating somebody and they're like, do I get on off this train or not? Oh, that's that's also, (laughs) yeah. Is this person, let me read it again. How do you know when someone is truly meant for you? Oh, you're totally right. (laughs) You know. Someone the other day was like, I don't know if I should marry her or not. I'm like, that means you shouldn't. That means run. Yeah. Yeah. How do I know if I should marry her? If you don't want to marry her and you feel an obligation to marry her, get the heck out of well, that let's relationship. Just, let, let's talk about that for a second because I think I'm so my many advice. times. Get the Bible off the table. It's just my <laughs> advice today. So many times I think our culture has shaped us to think that marriage is this picture perfect romance movie. Or... Right? It's the picture of a perfect life. Right. Like, and, like and the that, goal is for everybody is to marriage. get married. Right. Shout out to my Lord and Savior, JC, yep. who went 33 years without a girlfriend. Yes, he did. And so he never was, got married. How, 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 do you, how do you know who someone's truly meant for you? Well, no one was meant for Jesus. Like that was not, that right. wasn't his plan, right? I mean, his church, if you think about it. But at the end of the day, like. Not one other woman. Yeah. You're going to be, you're going to find yourself frustrated if you believe that somebody is meant for someone and that's how this is all supposed to match up. Because you'll go crazy thinking word. you've missed out on somebody or, you'll, yeah. or you know. Or and, you made a mistake yeah. and that's dictated the rest you of your You want to know life. when it's really heartbreaking? Mm. I've heard, I, I have heard people say this more than once. I had to marry my first wife to realize she wasn't the one. Oh, that's so. I've heard people say that. Sad. Or they're married and they're like, this person clearly isn't the one. Ugh. Because I'm like, dude, you made a covenant with God to, to for sickness and in health till death right. do you part for this person. Once you're married, they're the one. Right. Whether you like it or not, they are the one and you are becoming one. And that's how it is. It's not, yeah. you know, it, dating is interviewing. Interview, 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 Right. And then you get engaged, which is like, this is like. Semi-permanent. A, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? But once you get married, like, that person's the one now. Yes. Like, there's no more interviewing anymore. You've decided. Right. And that's how it is. And I think, you know, I think, I think, I think this thought of, like, having a soulmate or having a person out there and, like, it's supposed to be the perfect fit and, like, you have to meet them. God, you know, I think that that's a dangerous thought, you totally. know. And. Uh, I agree. I think the thought should be not, are they the one? But are you the one, the one you're looking for, is looking for, right? <laughs> Say that again. Are you the one, the one you're looking for, is looking for? I heard yeah. a pastor say that, and it just rocked me because I was like, that's really our posture. Yeah. It should be, how do I become the kind of person that the person I'm looking for is, is looking, for? looking for? I feel that's like Carlos really is waving good. me down. People yeah. still getting married? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. So, yeah, some good news. <laughs> so um, in the 1990s, uh, 29% were unpartnered, 67% were married, and 4% were cohabiting. Okay. 2020, <laughs> 38% are unpartnered. So it's dropped like, oh, sorry, it's increased by 9%. Cohabiting increased to 9% from 4 Okay. And then uh, married people went from 67% down to 53%. I'm going to call wow. cohabitating. I'm going to call that pretending to be married. Okay. That's what I call. People kind people in our culture tend to believe that the steps go that you're dating and then this is what the world says. I like you, you like me. Well, let's see if we're a good fit, so let's sleep together because if we sleep together then we can see if we're not just a good fit in personality but in sexuality. Right. Which is a lie. Um, and then let's move in together to practice, you know, see if this works to first. see if living together, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, dude, you're practicing all the things that a married couple does before you get married. 
Yeah. And statistically, you're 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 setting your you're sabotaging yeah. your future. Well, you're less likely. You're actually more likely statistically to get divorced. Mm-hmm. You've lived together before getting married. Yeah. Do it God's way. How does it work? Uh, it works out great. But how how, how does the process work? Oh, if you're doing it God's way, yeah. You uh, date. You figure out if that's the person you want to marry. Then you make the biggest decision of your life, and that covenant that you make isn't just to your spouse, but it's to God. Yeah. And so I think that is a, a huge difference in saying, I hear people all the time go like, it's just a paper. No, it's not just a paper. Yeah. This is like a covenant and promise I'm making to God first to yeah. uh, walk this thing out for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. And then you get married and you go on a honeymoon and you... Uh, Shout out to all the together. guys who are getting married. I know that you said that the, the stats are down on people getting married. I met a few guys this last, you know, couple of weeks who were telling me like, two different guys in my jujitsu class who are getting married and yeah. they look at me, you know, and they're like, I'm doing it, you know? And I'm like, you know, even these, these guys aren't even Christians. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, way to go, dude. Like, yeah. you know how many guys out there are too afraid? Totally. It's I'm going to get human. so much hate for this. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm going to say it, dude. Guys who live with their girlfriend, but don't get married where I'm standing. I think you need, to grow a pair. That's what I think. <laughs> I think you need... The, well, it I takes know. cojones to get married. Totally. Anybody can live with their girlfriend and pretend like they're married, but to actually stand in front of like their family, yeah. her family and everybody and say, I promise God that I'm going to take care of this person for the rest of their life. Dude, that takes so much courage and faith. And my yeah. friends who are doing that, even though they're not Christians, I'm like, way to go, dude. Like, that's courageous. And that's what a man does. And so... I think. I mean, you, there's an assumption there, though. If I what? can just push back a little bit, great, um, great pushback. Yeah. Well, I think. You see it, how she it, pets my hand? She's like, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Okay. For people watching, um, in case this is your first podcast, Justice and I, our worldview is uh, followers of Jesus. Like yeah, that's true. we're looking at this from a Christian landscape, and so I don't. We're also first row seats. To tons of marriages that are falling a apart. Thousand percent. I mean, just this week, it's yeah, just so affairs and this and that and the other. So, so much. So, I mean, and we our do parents have, do insane amount of premarital counseling and marriage counseling. Yes. So we we do see a lot of. We this. do. So all I'm saying is that what you are saying, like, oh, this is like you know so much courage. It is, but I also don't expect people that do not have my. Uh, lens of life which is a follower of jesus to understand the sanctity and the significance and like just the so let me explain the difference to you ready when you go to a marriage that is not a christian marriage it's two people standing in front of each other and they're reading vows to each other right i promise you that i won't do this but i'll do this i promise you this right that's that's what the world says is marriage you know what they do they go oh you know what my best friend can officiate it oh my uh (laughs) you know my uh my uh, waiter from my restaurant, my favorite restaurant, can <laughs> my officiate. My personal it. trainer. Yeah, personal yeah. trainer. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I don't mean to mock you if, if you know, uh, do I mean to mock you? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't mean don't. to mock you, he but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, <laughs> we have lowered in our culture, yeah. you know, marriage to just being this promise to one another. And the problem is, is that like that has now infiltrated the mentality of a generation that marriage is something lower, and we right. have a high view of marriage because God has only created two institutions. Right marriage and family, you know, and the church. Well, three. Well, marriage, family, one. It's two. So this idea of marriage comes from him. So it needs to be. Right. It needs to be. And so a Christian marriage is 
making a covenant with God yeah. to the person. Not making a covenant with the person as much as you're making a covenant with God. Yeah. I'm going to take care of this daughter of yours, you right. know, and then you're, you know, in the witnesses of people. And the person standing there officiating it is a spiritual covering or a spiritual uh, representation of the, you know, not, not a priest in the sense that he's mediating between you and God, but he's facilitating. It's called officiating a marriage. Right. Right. And it's a, it's a person who's saying like, this is, the, I, 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 I am, I am, I am, I am like. Orchestrating. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is, this is legit. Like yeah. this is, I understand with this person, this person, I, I, I know this person's means this and I know this person means this and I'm here to let you guys know that they're serious about this and they know exactly what they're, I mean, it's like, right. it's a whole thing. Yeah. And so, you know, to my friends who are getting married, who have been living with their boyfriends or girlfriends or, you know, way to go. Yeah. That's what's up. Good job. It's <laughs> a big job. deal. Yeah. You'll be you'll become stronger because of taking on more responsibility like this. And to my friends who, you know, how do I know if this one is truly meant for you or not? And they're over here saying, I don't know. And right. they've been dating or they're living together. Yeah. I think a good question to ask yourself is, is instead of, is this person the one, is can I live without them? Mm. Because marriage That's is good. hard. Marriage is work it's a it's a growing relationship and you're either going to be moving closer to one another or you're going to be moving farther from one another so if you're at the point before you get married where you're like i don't really know if this is the person i would say run the other way yeah because sometimes get married because they're lonely yeah i think it it, i people all the time i've got people in our life that are just like oh i just want to get married and i was like you know what there's only one worse thing than being lonely and it's marrying the wrong person. Mm. Because if you there's other worse two, things than being lonely. I mean, it, there's, there, there's worse things, but yeah. I think sometimes people in their loneliness, it feels so overwhelming, but marrying the wrong person, I mean, that's a covenant you're making with God. And so it's going to be really hard if before you even get married, you're starting to question like, is this the person? Is it not the person? I think you if you feel like you can't live without them, that's a great indication that's great. that your marriage will make it because you're going to be committed to one another. And there's plenty of times where I'm on your nerves and you're on mine. And never for a moment, never we would say like, I don't like you right now because you're on my nerves. Um, but I couldn't live without him. How do you know when someone is truly meant for you? If you're asking this question and you're already married, they're meant for you. Okay, bro. So you're good. You're just going to have to <laughs> believe that they're meant for you. Yeah. All right. Don't think that there's somebody else out there. If you're asking this question and you you're dating and you're not married yet, you're not past the point of no return. Yeah. Get off the train. <laughs> Don't marry somebody if you're asking this question. Yeah. Only be married if you're only get married if you can't live without them. Like yeah. Maria says. How do you know if someone's truly meant for you? Uh, be careful with the assumption that there's only one person out there because maybe you met that person and or a person, excuse me, and you broke up. And now you're asking this question because you're like, the one is out there and they're dating somebody else. Mm. And that person I was supposed to be with has broken my heart and there was somebody else. And maybe you're beating yourself up because you did something that it's your fault that the relationship ended and now it's irreconcilable and you're thinking, I've lost it. I lost my one. Dude, can I just tell you that God is bigger than all of that? Yeah. Dude, God can help your marriage if it sucks. Okay. Yeah, he, can. he can bring someone into your life if, if that's what's best for you. And he can take any situation and, and uh, turn it around. That's, yeah. that's, 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 that's like 
central to what we believe as Christians, God can use all things to the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And so, uh, you want to be confident yeah. that that person you're committed to spend the rest of your life with before you get married, because there will be moments after you get married where you aren't confident and you have to remember that time where you're like, this is the person I, I know it. I knew it then. And I know it now we're going to push through whatever we encounter in life. Next question. All right. Living with boyfriend or girlfriend? Living with boyfriend or girlfriend. We did. But... Um, what do you think about it? I think I live in LA and so everybody does this. <laughs> it's like, what didn't you say? It went up 9% or something like that? I mean, everybody's living with each other because it's expensive as heck. Yeah. And so everyone's living with each other. The problem is, is they're sabotaging their future. I think sometimes um, if we're not careful, we can see uh religion or following jesus as a set of rules oh you can't fornicate you can't do this kind of like justice was barking oh <laughs> ah, right you now. can't fornicate you can't do that you can't do this and, hey little fornicators and i think um <laughs> if you understand the heart of god it kind of changes what we can't do into understanding why it is not beneficial for you so god created um man and woman to be husband and wife and live together and enjoy sex as part of the glue that keeps them together so the heart of god isn't that he he created sex to be enjoyed wait god created sex yes he did oh i thought and a wife i thought man created sex no that was that was god's greatest oh i thought mankind like figured that out on their own and god like looked down from heaven and was like what are they doing down there not not the story that's creative that's creative that goes where just kidding. <laughs> Not only did God create <laughs> sex, watch this. In Genesis chapter 3, so the first two chapters of the Bible, everything's going good. Uh-huh. Chapter 3 on, everything's, <laughs> everything's, uh, yeah. So God created man and woman, mm-hmm. and they were naked and felt no shame, yep. and they were becoming one, and they had sex in the garden, and they were living the dream. Yep. And then sin happened, yeah. where they were disobeying God. In a perf- in God's perfect design, sex is a big part of it. Yeah. With one man and one woman being married together and committed yeah. relationship under God. But a lot of times we think of sex as something that it's like, no, this is like the pinnacle. Like God knew exactly what he was doing. He yeah. put man and woman together and that's like, he invented this, man. Yeah. This was his idea. He's like, this is the celebration of this beautiful union. So. But what happened is when you live with your boyfriend and girlfriend, I'm assuming you're not thing. just roommates. I assume that you're sleeping together. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden we're using what God created for marriage in relationships. And it's such a, a soul tie. It's so much glue for a relationship that all of a sudden your soul is being severed every time you're with a different partner and what are that you talking really about your souls being severed no it feels like your soul severed when you're sleeping oh, with this maybe. person I was and then like, you're sleeping what? with this your soul's being severed what bible verse is that <laughs> <laughs> did i miss the soul severed chapter well okay well go ahead take it away what i say? lost my train of thought go ahead it feels like your yes, soul's being severed it feels because I would there's agree. fragments of you with a bunch of different people where god there really There are not fragments with you but it, it would feel, feel that like way yes it would feel that way because God intended sex to be with your spouse and your partner for life that brings you closer together. Right, right, yes. right, right, right. Another way Jesus said what God brings together, no man takes apart. Right. Because if he, if you take it apart, right. it feels like a it severing. It feels severed. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So living with boyfriend or girlfriend is not a question. Right. What would, who's asking this question? 
If you're not a Christian and you're living with your boyfriend or girlfriend, following Jesus takes a lot of faith. But I promise you, if you do it his way, he will honor it. He will bless your relationship. And you might have a really good thing on your hands there if you give it to God. If you're not a Christian, you're living with your boyfriend or girlfriend. God's not going to bless that because he's interested in blessing your best for your life. And this is not your best. He wants you to live a life where he's first so that you could really inherit all the great things, you know, he asked for you and glorify him for the reason why he made you. So anything you want to add on that? No, that's it. Okay. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you laughing at? Nothing. Keep going. Does God place you in someone's life to better yourself or to help them grow? Are we talking about a romantic relationship? I thought so. Oh, I didn't think so. Does God place you in someone's life? To better yourself the guy who's or to writing. help them grow. You know who it is? Actually, some girl is writing this probably. And she's like, you know what? This guy. I'm just in his life to make him better. <laughs> no, he's a scrub. <laughs> I saw the funniest meme, guys. I have to a share scrub. it. It was so funny. It was like, I'm rethinking um, the, uh, what's the guy riding on the passenger side of his best friend's ride? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. TLC. You know, TLC, no scrubs. Uh now with our gas inflation, I think he is <laughs> a financially smarter. So it was just like, I don't know. I, I butchered that, but anyway. All right. So what is a real scrub though? Um, riding on the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Yeah, a scrub Trying is someone. So um, he, doesn't, he doesn't have his own car. That's yeah, he doesn't saying. have his own car. He's not paying for gas. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't maybe have a job. Does God place you in someone's life to better yourself or to help them grow? I hope this isn't a relationship question. We are trying to think, okay, this person doesn't have his own car, <laughs> you know, and doesn't have his life together, and I'm going to lower myself to his standard. I, you know, lower your, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to. Say it with a smile. Okay, I'm going to say it with a smile. <laughs> smile, 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 smile. <laughs> Ladies, if you want to date somebody who doesn't have a car, you need to ask yourself if that's the kind of person your dad would want you to date. Maybe you live in New York City <laughs> and no one has cars. I don't know. There's different scenarios here. Okay. Yeah, ready. But it, my, if my daughter came to me and she's like, Dad, I really like this boy and I want to date him. And I'd be like, bring him to the house. And she's like, oh, well, he can't get over here. I have to go pick him up. I'd be like, sweetheart, I would rather you date somebody who could pick it, you up and drive you. Sure. Somewhere. And then people are going to go, oh, that's a gender stereotype. And that's, listen, I want, I if my daughter's dating anybody, I hope it's for the, it's for the, intention and the purpose of figuring out if they're a potential spouse because just dating for the sake of dating is not healthy sure but i mean you're thinking of it maybe as a father i'm i'm reading Always. this question yeah i'm reading this question um to better yourself or to help them grow i feel like even in a healthy relationship like i feel like i helped you grow and you helped me grow uh, we didn't go into the relationship with that being the reason why we were in a relationship. But I think there was uh, growth on both our parts to this day where, you oh, know. it says, though. Does God place you in someone's life? It doesn't say in a relationship, but in someone's life to better yourself or to help them grow. I mean, could it be both and? And is it romantic? I don't know. All right, well, I told you, I told you, you know what, this, I put the Bible on this edge of the table (laughs) because I don't even want it in the shot because a lot of dating advice is just advice. Okay. The Bible doesn't talk about dating. Okay. You want to read about a whole different culture back then. You want to talk about how the Bible does it. Okay. We're talking about parents choose who you marry to. Exactly. (laughs) Which believe it or not, statistically are the most successful marriages. Yeah. That's another podcast for another day. But if you want to talk about principles, yeah, there's a scripture in Corinthians, it says not to be unequally yoked. That's good. 
not to be unequally yoked because uh, bad uh, character corrupts good company or something like that. Yeah. So the idea is like two oxen. Mm-hmm. They have a harness across their neck. These two equally yoked uh, oxen, oxen can pull a, a remarkable amount of weight and tread on the grain or whatever it was, you know, whatever they do. Farming farming language. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not an agriculture expert. <laughs> but if you have two beastly oxen, supposedly they can do some exponential amount of yeah. work because they're both the same, okay? But you put a small oxen with the beast, the yoke doesn't fit that holds them together, and now all the hard work is on the bigger one and the little one's not contributing because the yoke doesn't fit. And that's how relationships work in life is that you need different types of relationships for health. You need somebody mentoring you. Mm-hmm. You need excuse me, you need peers, yep. right? And then you need somebody that you're mentoring or in, in Bible language, discipling, right? But if you don't have, if, if you are missing some of these key relationships in your life, you will, you're, 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 you're not going to have, you're not going to thrive. Yeah. Some, some say. So if, uh, if someone is dating somebody and it's not an equal yoke, okay? Mm-hmm. And you're saying to yourself, oh, well, one day he's going to be the kind of man that my, I can introduce to my dad. Yeah. One day he's going to be the kind of man that I can introduce to my pastor. One day he'll be the kind of person I'm, I'm proud to put online <laughs> that I'm in a relationship <laughs> with. <laughs> right? You're, uh, you're, you know, I'll just, I'll just be careful dating potential because when right. you date potential, what you get is potential, you know? <laughs> so just, yeah. just I'll be careful. That's I would think advice. a little bit more highly of yourself. I hate to say it that way, but don't don't say this. God put me in their life. Oh, yeah, totally. You know what I mean? God put me in their life to bring them up to where I'm at. Yeah. I shouldn't be using up and down, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I think people say that. That's, yeah. That's a thing. And I think that, that that's what I read with some sort of excuse. Gotcha. That like, makes sense. Like he's not, he doesn't have it together. He's in debt. He lives at home with his mom. But he could be good husband material. Yeah. You don't know if he's good husband material. He might be, but maybe not for 10 years. I wouldn't practice yeah. with him. Yeah. And I wouldn't let him practice becoming a good husband. Yeah. <laughs> with you. So... Yeah. All right. Do we have another question or is that our last uh, one? How do you keep a trustworthy, healthy, and balanced relationship? Um, let me read it. Okay, who's asking that question? How do you keep a trustworthy, healthy, balanced relationship? Um, so are we going to make an assumption that they're in a dating relationship or sure, a marriage relationship? Okay. How do you keep a trustworthy relationship when you're, when you're dating? How What's trustworthiness look like when yeah. you're dating? What do you think that looks like? Well, you go to their Instagram on their phone. <laughs> you click the Internet Explorer or the, the, the Instagram search, ex- the search the thing, and you see what auto-populates in their <laughs> algorithm. And if it's a bunch of half-naked models, then they are not trustworthy, <laughs> and they are not should not be dating you. <laughs> yeah, you don't take their phone. You ask them to do this in yes. front of you. Okay? Yeah. Remember don't I told I did creeper. that in the kitchen with everybody? Yeah. One time I did that with a bunch of dudes in the kitchen. You do it with a bunch of our staff. You're yeah. like, hey, pull out your phones. Yeah. <laughs> what comes up? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mine, what are yours? Jiu-jitsu Imagine stuff? guys work for me. I'm a pastor of a church, if you don't know. Imagine a bunch of people who work for me and like all these leaders. Bikini yeah. models come up. They all pass. The Golden test. doodles come up in my search album. I'm all dogs right now. Yeah, I'm like jujitsu yeah. seminars. <laughs> but the thing is, if you you know, there's a trustworthiness then because because yeah. character is who you are when no one but God is looking. That's so good. And so how are you going to learn if someone's trustworthy or not? You have to figure out a way to learn their character. Yeah. 
And character is learned, uh, is discovered Mm -hmm. during hard times. So when someone's going through a hard time, you see their character. Yeah. Right? So a lot of times we want to avoid suffering, but God allows suffering in our life because suffering produces character. That's what the book of James says. And so, and it says in Romans too, you know, also that like, you got to go through some hard times to see what you're really made of, you know? I also think Rocky Balboa says that, if I'm correct. (laughs) Um, But anyways, you know. I think trustworthy and like, perfection are two different things that sometimes we get a little um muddled because i think sometimes we think uh trustworthy means like perfect and no one's perfect we all make mistakes we all mess up but i think if you have a partner that is forthright with their mistakes Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, is mm -hmm, gold mm -hmm. i mean how many times like do we make a mistake and we just want to hide it because we feel like we've messed yeah. up or, um, you know, it's just better if they don't know because it's not going to hurt them. I think when we mess up and we're able to like go with our, go to our partner and say like, Hey, I'm, I messed up and I'm sorry. Yeah. Like that that's trustworthy. Because so when I hear trustworthy, I think, how can you learn their character? Yeah. Right. And it's very hard to discover someone's character because you can't tell someone about your character. Right. You, you have to see them go through some tough times usually or like figure yeah. out some way to discover it, you know, not taking their phone, but <laughs> something you got to And then when I hear healthy, yeah, I think of humility. Oh, that's good. Because healthy doesn't mean perfection. Right. Healthy means being able to make some mistakes and recover from them. Yeah. You know, so like there's a great verse in, in Proverbs that says a, a, a righteous man falls seven times but gets back up. Yeah. It doesn't say the sinner falls seven times and gets back up. It says the righteous man falls seven times because you know what? Everybody falls. Yep. Everybody trips. Yep. Everybody screws up, right? But the righteous man keeps going with it, you know? And it takes real humility to not blame other people mm-hmm. and to take responsibility. So, like, if I'm, if I'm, if you're dating somebody, I keep going to the scenario, like, a girl's dating a, a young man. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I'm a father. That's how I think. <laughs> right? If, if, if. You do have sons, If though. my daughter. <laughs> Yeah. If my daughter were to bring home a guy uh-huh. and I was going to ask her, you know, you know, how do you keep it healthy? I would, I would be asking her questions like, have you seen his pride? Have you seen his ego? Mm. You know, have you seen him admit that he's wrong? Does he have anybody in his life that he tells on himself Yeah, and confesses his sin? Like, you know what I mean? Because it's these prideful ego guys. That's the ones you got to worry about <laughs> yeah. because before pride, Proverbs 16, comes destruction. Yeah, the fall. So trustworthy is about character. Healthy, I think, the best you can do is about humility. That's really good. I like In that. In James, it says that God opposes the proud. Yikes. Yeah. Gives grace to the humble. Mm-hmm. Right? So even if you don't have it all together, if you're humble, God will help you. God will help you. That's yeah. great. So and good. then balance. How do you feel about balance in a relationship? <sighs> I don't know what that Why means. would they be asking balance in a relationship if they're dating? Uh, what does that mean? Yeah, I don't love the word balance for other reasons. My guess is maybe priorities is the word that they're looking for. Um, balance. So like he plays thirty like, hours of of yeah. Call of I Duty. think so many times we like just <laughs> like week. how much how much time is going to me? How much time is going to work? How yeah. much time is going to friends? Um, maybe that. I would say the this, ladies. You don't want a guy who's all about you. <laughs> I'm sorry. You don't want a guy who's all about you. That's the advice of the world is like he needs to treat you like this, and he needs to show you that you're the queen and blah blah. It's like, dude, you want a guy that's all about Christ. Yeah. Like, and Jesus is not going to lead him to a life where he worships you over him. 
Yeah. So That's if you're good. looking for a godly man, you're looking for, like Maria said, priorities. Yeah. You're looking for somebody who's got their crap together, <laughs> and it's not balance. And by because, crap, he means life. Because balance, <laughs> balance is a juggling act. Yeah. Right? You're over here juggling all these things. You know, somebody throws an extra ball for you to juggle. Do you drop one ball and keep going with the other four or five? No. When someone throws you a ball, everything falls. If your goal is to try to balance everything... It's unrealistic. It's unrealistic. Goal. Yeah. But if your goal is to prioritize, prioritize then you're you're living the Jesus life. Yeah. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. All these other things will take care of themselves. They'll work but out. Put God first. So you don't want some guy who's worshiping you. You want some guy who's worshiping the Lord. You don't want some guy who's who's you know everything is about you, and then every you know you, you, he, he it, does he honor his parents. Does he have a good relationship with his mom and dad? Yeah. Do, it, does he have a, a good job, an actual career path, mm -hmm. right? Is he out of debt? Right. Is he, uh, does he have a church and a pastor and a group of Christian friends around him that don't let him off the hook when he's yeah. spending all of his time with you? Like, we all have that friend, right, who gets the girlfriend and all of a sudden they disappear. <laughs> it's like, what happened to Jerry? <laughs> oh, ever since he met Monica, we haven't seen that fool in like six months, right? Yeah. Doesn't have priorities. You know what I'm saying? The guys, you know, and you don't want that. You're not looking for that. You're not looking for a guy who's just going to be led by his emotions or by his right. latest thing that he's enthusiastic about. You want a guy who's like, I know how to line up my life. These are the main things. And when I have time for everything else, I get there. Yeah. But these are the things I don't compromise on. Right. Really good. I think that's about it, huh? Last question. Um, What do you and Maria think keeping Christ at the center of your relationship means? Hmm. What do we think? What do we think? What do um, I think keeping Christ at the center? Ah. I think, and I mean, speak to this. I feel like not just the center of our relationship, but the center of our family. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that helps us gauge this, because obviously we want Jesus to be the center of everything in our life. That's the goal. Are we always hitting that goal? I mean, I'm sure there's times where we're not. But we ask ourselves the question, like, is what we're doing honoring God? That's a great way to answer that. Um, yeah. Whether it's small decisions, whether it's big decisions, if it's an easy one, like, duh, then the question goes to what decision brings God the most glory? Mm -hmm. Like, what honors God the most if it's like a black and white situation like of course is honors god what takes the most faith is another question um, i was getting some advice from a mentor one time and i said what do you think about this and he said you know what justice there's a difference between being right and righteous mm. i was like oh that's good yeah because sometimes the right thing to do you know is not even like what you're looking for right you're looking for what's the most christ-like thing to do yeah you know because the world's not black and white it's totally. fully gray. And mm -hmm. so questions like you said, uh, does this honor God or not? Yeah. That's that's a really, that's a whole different posture yeah. than right or wrong. Well, we even try to teach that to our kids. Like oh, totally. we, um, it's so easy to be like, well, this is what the Coleman's do. You know, yeah. like when we're, we don't do that because we're the Coleman's, like we've thrown all that out the window because we've realized that our authority, there may be moments in our kids' lives where they don't like us or our authority doesn't mean anything to them, but yeah. hopefully we've honored, we've raised them to honor God and they have a proper uh, fear of God and respect and reverence for God that, what we do isn't because of who, what their last name is, but yeah. it's because 
our life is postured to honor God. And so it's, he's our authority. It's powerful to have a family code. Sure. You know, a lot of, uh, you know, families do like family crests mm-hmm. and they have like icons for things that they value and things like that. And so it's like, here's, here's what the Coleman's are all about. These four things. And it's like on a shield mm-hmm. and it's like in their house, you know, but the thing is, is that, you know, they're all going to get married and have their own families one day and they're all going to grow up. And, and, and if I could be honest with you, maybe I've gotten some stuff wrong Yeah. and they're going to look back on us and be like, Hey, the way the Coleman's did that, that, that was dysfunctional, it. you know, or that, that, that made me feel this way. And now that I have some perspective, I don't want to do that just because it's on the crest. Right. You know what I mean? Or maybe I don't value that thing that, you know, maybe I would choose to value this instead. And um, I think what you're saying is, is if we can teach teach our kids God's way, yeah, that's how you keep Christ at the center. Because what you're saying is you're saying the Coleman's are only doing this because this is what we see God teaching us to right. do. Right. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's our attempt. I don't know if that yeah, answers that, your question well, but hopefully yeah, that. I, I don't want my kids. Yeah, it's just a scary thing to think that my kids might choose to value the things that I teach them to value. And I accidentally right. compromise on what God says is the most important totally. thing. Because I've had that journey sure. where it's like, I've always held this thing so high, but then maybe that shouldn't have been held that high. Yeah. Maybe I should have elevated this. And so I'm thinking of actual examples, but I don't want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully that answers that question. Yeah. How do you want to wrap it up? Why don't you pray for the relationships out there? All right. We're qu- the questions were, how do you keep a... No, we, did, uh, we did all four. Uh, someone's life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, we pray for the inquiries here, the people yeah. who ask these questions. And some of them ask questions about like being in a relationship and if this person is the right person or not. Lord, I thank you that you care so much about them and the person they're dating that you're going to reveal yourself to them. Yeah. I pray that in an instant right now, they'd realize this person's either bringing them closer to you or further from you. Mm -hmm. Because if they're bringing them further from you, they should just get out of that thing. And if it's an unhealthy relationship, you don't want them in it. Yeah. Lord, I pray for the person who feels like they've been dating this person too long and they might as well just get married because they know them and they don't want to waste these last few years and they already live together. Man, I pray that you'd help them see a bigger version of their life, a bigger picture for your life, for their life, excuse me. Lord, I pray for the person living with their boyfriend or girlfriend. I pray that you would just have mercy on them, that you would help them see that um, that you love them and that you, you, you want to help them. Um, Lord, I, I pray for the person who's trying to have a trustworthy, healthy, balanced relationship with the person they're dating or, or their marriage. I pray you'd help them learn how to measure that. And, uh, Lord, we just pray that anything that was said today that came off in the wrong tone, maybe I said it the wrong way, you know, it's not just what we say, it's how we say it, but, or was just too much of my advice. I pray that that would go in one ear and out the other, but I do pray that the biblical truth that was behind the answers would, would strike their hearts, especially the unequally yoked, thing you know I, I pray that people would have good friends and be in the kind of relationships that make them stronger not weaker so that they can they wouldn't um derail their life by being in the wrong relationships because we know that 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 will change your future more than anything and your eternity in jesus name amen amen dac says everybody 